my ghouls, goblins, and gremlins, and welcome to Around the Bongfire, the podcast where we gather around the virtual campfire to get stoned, share spooky, scary stories, experiences, and talk about a wide range of topics. I'm your host, Kat. Not Catherine, not Kathy, not Katie, just Kat. And I'm excited to get spooky with you. On this podcast, we'll explore everything from the paranormal, cryptids, haunted history, conspiracy theories, all things horror, music, and anything I feel like yapping about because it's my podcast. (laughs) I I just want to talk about things that that make me happy, okay? (laughs) Most days it will be just you and I, my friend, but I do plan on for some episodes to bring on a guest and share their favorite cryptid, urban legend, haunted place, or even a paranormal experience. Every week we'll explore a haunted location, unsolved mysteries, the dark and unknown, music, whatever I feel like talking about, and things that will keep you up at night. So, toast yourself, toast your marshmallows, and join me on this spooky adventure. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome. So, if you're listening to this, it means I actually fucking posted it. I didn't overthink it and psych myself out and say fuck it. So, hell yeah we did it. <laughs> the kind of the first episode. Um, I think I'm going to use this episode-ish like introduction, if you will, to kind of talk about myself, make it about me because it's my podcast. So kind of is me. So hi, I'm Kat. If you don't know, I'm 27. I'm a Taurus. My birthday's May 9th. I first, if you're not into astrology, sorry, don't. <laughs> I am. I'm I'm one of those. I am I'm an astrology person. I don't know. It, it seems to be accurate every time I get readings or I mean like I'll read like my horoscope and it it sounds pretty fucking accurate. I don't know. I'm just saying like it sometimes it do be making sense and that's I'm sometimes I just need something to blame. All right. Let me ha- enjoy things, okay? Anyways, I have a son. His name's Exton. He's 10. He shares the same birthday as me. We are 17 years, 4 hours, and 10 minutes apart. I work at a dog groomer's currently. Well, it's a pet groomer's, but uh see more dogs than we do anything else, I guess. I have another podcast, by the way, called What the Mental Health, which talks about real raw mental health issues like it's it's heavy heavy shit so if you're not into that like it'll disturb your mental health because I want to break the stigma is basically what I want to do with it I think it's great to go and listen to it to help you understand it doesn't come out until March 3rd of 2024 but it's I I have high hopes for it. It's actually the one I have more hopes for because this one I am, this one's just for fun. This is things I enjoy and things I like to talk about. Like, I don't believe everything I talk about 100%, by the way. Like, I want to talk about conspiracy theories, even if I don't fucking believe them because it's just, it's fun to me. Like, I don't know. I like that shit. You don't have to believe it you don't this is just more for entertainment purposes i have the second podcast that's very very heavy and it is a lot but i'm very fascinated in the mind for some reason like i'm the mind controls everything of course so i wanted to start that one for a multitude of reasons which i'll explain on that 
podcast but for this one it's just just things i just like to talk about but yeah i love the paranormal i grew up on the paranormal i've had paranormal experience i've also experienced like wendigos that would be a fun i'm definitely going to talk about that in the future because that was a terrifying yet weird experience i've had paranormal experiences i've had i've talked to ghosts i know you probably don't believe me and that's okay but i have witnesses so fuck you um they'll vouch for me because that was a fucking time because it scared me too all right i'll talk about that one day in the future like it's definitely definitely gonna be a story time for sure um but yeah i've talked to ghosts and that was terrifying but I've had lots of experiences and I like to hear experiences like I want to go to haunted places I was thinking of like doing YouTube videos of like the places that I talk about so like obviously I plan to talk about haunted places clearly duh but I was thinking of going to these places and like actually seeing if they're haunted or if it's just for like the hype of like YouTube or you know television if you will um <laughs> which i i know like tv obviously i obviously know a lot of it's you know hyped up for views but like i don't want to hype it up for views because like if it's boring i'm gonna be like this place is fucking boring don't don't waste your time like we can laugh about it but i just i want to go like i'm just i'm curious and i like to explore places um i blame sam and colby for that because that's one of my favorite paranormal youtubers to watch if you will are they considered paranormal i'm not deep into their like lore okay i'm just now getting into it i just wanted to start this just talk about things because i'm a yapper as you clearly see i love to yap i love to talk um but i like to talk about like conspiracy theories paranormal haunted history um like the history i'm gonna do an episode of the history of like cemeteries and like the symbols on tombstones and gravestones and the difference and things like that like that that stuff fascinates me like that shit makes me interested and i don't know like when i try to talk about this with other people like they either look at me like i'm fucking crazy i mean i am i'm i'm on antipsychotics but i mean like they look at me like i'm weird and i'm not beating those allegations okay so like it's it's a little fucking hard all right so when like <laughs> so like this is like my place where i can like unmask be weird and talk about my weird things because i know there's an audience for it and a target audience for it because one i have you know listened to podcasts like it so i know there's i know there's a niche for it but just gotta find my weird group of people which is you if you're listening so yeehaw welcome so let's get into today's topic we're gonna go to a haunted location today because i feel like talking about something some haunted locations when i do haunted locations i'm gonna start with like the history the backstory all of that of course if traditional way and then the paranormal stuff um i feel like that's just the traditional way to go and we're keeping things traditional we're gonna go on a haunted location okay we're gonna we're gonna go to ohio where i'm from and so they actually this place actually just dropped um dates for their music festival and if you already know you're you probably already know what i'm talking about they have a three-day music festival called incarceration sorry i cannot fucking pronounce it i'm both white and dyslexic okay just bear with me i'm doing my best but i think it's incarceration oh my fucking jesus fuck dude (laughs) holy shit i'll get it out one day 
but it's a sick ass festival they have such good ass lineups oh my god like good ass bands play um they also have like a haunted tour they do um an inmate confessions tour i believe i think that's what it's called like an inmate confessions yeah uh they also have a haunted house called blood prison which is oh my god it is so fucking terrifying it's so good um yeah blood prison so and if you've ever watched the movie and if you haven't i'm going to be having spoiler alerts in here but it's been out for since god knows fucking how long okay okay shawshank redemption has been out since 1994 if you haven't seen it yet that is not my problem <laughs> so you cannot get mad at me for the spoiler alerts that i'm going to be giving ahead all right but shawshank redemption was filmed there and it is it's such a sick ass prison dude i'm so bad it's not okay it's it's not used as a functioning prison now all right but before we get into the prison itself i kind of have to you know take you back a little bit further because before it was a prison it was actually intended to be a halfway point between the boys industrial school in lancaster and the state penitentiary in columbus which was it mainly was intended to be a place for young first offenders the city raised ten thousand dollars to purchase 30 acres of land and the state gained another 150 acres of more land for another 20 thousand the cost of the whole project costs to about 1.5 million so construction on the prison started in 1886 building the massive gothic prison took until 1910 to finish entirely there was lots of delays levi schofield the architect of the building was quoted saying it was intended to look as a half german castle half gothic church it's <laughs> i fucking love it it's so beautiful he wanted it to be spiritually uplifting which is funny considering it's now extremely haunted but i digress levi designed this beautiful building with the intent of it being uplifting inspiring and intimidating in 1891 she got a new name she went from intermediate penitentiary to what we now know her as today which is ohio state reformatory or mansfield reformatory if you come to ohio and you'd be like oh have you been to mansfield we'll probably know what you're talking about and if you're from Ohio and you don't know, how the fuck do you not know? It is so fucking pretty, dude. Oh, anyways, we're moving on. Opening her doors on September 15th, 1896 with 150 offenders walking through. As soon as the 150 offenders arrived via train, they didn't hesitate to put them to work in the sewer systems. Now, the goal was truly to reform these inmates with three things during their stay. Religion, education, and a trade. And I, th I want to say that's been like, the whole like prison mentality is religion education and a trade now inmates were admitted for 18 months if they showed improvement they could be released after their 18 months however if they didn't improve they were given an additional 18 months which is insane to me but you know i digress <laughs> in 1910 it broke world record for having the tallest cell blocks being six levels high it's fucking massive dude in 1935 marty davy the ohio governor at the time gave arthur lewis glack warden title of warden now i couldn't find too too much on arthur um from what i've read like there wasn't a lot of like bad things about him and like he looked like a like a pretty fucking chill dude right anyways arthur would pump classical calm music into the cell blocks which 
if you haven't watched Shawshank Redemption, again, here are the spoiler alerts. I bitched about it earlier. If you have watched Shawshank Redemption, then you know this part. So Tim's character, Andy, locks himself in the warden's office and plays classical opera music over the speaker. And in the movie, he was punished. But in Arthur's prison, he would have been celebrated. Oh, and also a little fun fact, that scene was filmed in Arthur's actual office. Moving on. Inmates are said to actually like the calm classical music and had respect for Arthur as well as guards liked Arthur. But that all changed in 1950. While looking for her jewelry box in her husband's, in her husband Arthur's office, Helen went into the closet and while she was looking, she felt a steel block and thought not too much of it and just moved it out of the way. Well, the block fell. Well, what was in that box, you might be asking? It was Arthur's gun. The gun went off, firing upwards and hitting Helen. She was rushed to the hospital. She passed away three days later from pneumonia brought on by a wound. Now, there was a lot of speculations, of course, because (laughs) like any town and someone's, you know, somewhat of a high profile, their spouse or partner, whoever dies of course they're gonna assume like he did it but there was no history of abuse there was nothing like he loved his wife dude he fucking loved her and like hell yeah good for them but of course they were like you know oh arthur shot her you know he took the gun but whatever I digress. It's a val it's a valid speculation because it happens, of course. But I just I don't think he did it, and no one else thinks he did it either. Arthur later passed away of a heart attack in 1959, but two years prior to that, in 1957, the Mansfield riot broke out. 120 inmates went absolutely fucking bonkers. The guards were able to control it, but they were not pretty with the punishments like they did not keep it friendly (laughs) but I mean what prison does in a sense but these the punishments were made to deter anyone from trying the same now punishments for the inmates who started and engaged in the riot were put into 20 solidary cells that were constructed for one man each and I did the research and the math for you which is a lot because I don't fucking do math and I'm horrible at math but I double checked at everything (laughs) six inmates per cell for an entire month they were left in complete darkness Not thinking much about it, the guards put two of Mansfield's most violent inmates in the same cell. When the guards came back in a month and opened the cells, they found five inmates. Well, where was the sixth one? Um, well, his corpse was stuffed under neatly under the bed. That obviously wasn't the last inmate death. One inmate stole a bottle of turpentine and poured it all over his head, lighting a match and setting himself on fire. Inmate in the cell block 14 started screaming, and that is the only way guards even noticed. They didn't... The whole fucking cell was on fire, and so, and the guards just stood there standing. Like, I mean, I mean like, kind of like, what do you do in that situation, I guess? But it's, it's insane. They just... 
like they're just helpless standing there watching another inmate who was supposed to be at mansfield for one year ended up committing suicide sorry it's a little graphic (coughs) committing suicide with his sheets one week before he was scheduled to be transferred to another prison no one knows exactly why but there was speculations of course and the speculations and rumors was that someone at the other prison was waiting for him it wasn't just inmates who passed away either one former inmate philip warlock sorry if i'm mispronouncing that wrong we're just gonna skip over it because you guys are not mean and you guys love me and you guys are not gonna you're not gonna judge me okay we're doing our best here and that's all that matters anyways philip was coming back to the prison but not as a prisoner he wanted to help a buddy escape entering from the west gate former british officer urban wilford recognized philip and when he went to stop him blocking his path philip fired a gun shooting and killing 72 year old urban now just a couple days before this happened his family and officials were begging him to retire and enjoy his life and you know go go love his go love life and be retired with your loving wife and um he loved his job he didn't want to quit which ultimately led to his death on november 3rd 1926 exactly one year later november 1927 philip was executed via electric chair then in another escape attempt in 1932 guard frank hanger saw two inmates trying to escape when he yelled stop both inmates turned around one grabbed an iron bar hitting hanger when hanger fell to the ground both inmates started attacking hanger they kept beating hanger until he stopped moving the two inmates who tried to escape got the got the electric chair i couldn't find a date on when they got it i just know they got the electric chair now back up a little bit do you remember philip well he wasn't the the only inmate to return back to the prison. Two more former inmates, Robert Daniels and John West, made their way back to Mansfield 20 years later. In 1948, now this event was an event that t- shook Mansfield. So much so there's a landmark for it. Daniels was called, and I quote, a psychopathic personality. West, well, they called him a moron. Isn't that always the duo though? It's giving me Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. It, it's like it's like Pinky and the Brain, you know? You had the one one you know crazy genius i wouldn't say genius but you know like the one that thinks the plans and the other one just is kind of like a yes man if you will <laughs> anyways moving forward now these two found each other while in mansfield prison while in prison they became buddies they were only one year apart parole and in july 1948 they decided to walk into a local bar and shoot the owner dead and injured a woman she obviously and thankfully survived to which she shared her story the media gave them the nickname the mad dog killers now it doesn't end there they went on a spree daniels was quote saying we love drinking robbing and hitting on girls one drunk night just two weeks later after the shooting at the bar they remembered one mansfield guard in particular now this guard they both did not like this guard was brutal to them he was incredibly abusive to these two men they shared stories back and forth of their abuse by this guard and decided it was time for revenge they hopped in their cars and skirt 
their way to Mansfield. They went to the guard's house, kidnapping John Nebel, his wife Phyllis, and daughter, took, taking them into a field and making them get on their knees, and Daniels took a gun to their back of their heads and, well, execution style without hesitation. Daniels later was caught, whereas Wes got away. Wes, unsure of what to do, turns and starts shooting at the police. He hits a sergeant who falls to the ground and rolls, but is able to fire his gun, and this man had such good aim, he hit West right between the eyes. Now, waiting death row, Daniels is interviewed on what is now Fox News. I know, I know, whatever, <laughs> but we we have to move on. With this is the this is the information I got, and I'm sorry. All right, saying I wanted Red, the guard. I'm sorry, the wife and daughter had to die. There was no rope to tie them up. After my score with Red, I'd be ready to die. I haven't gotten it settled, but I guess I'll die anyhow. And winked at the camera. One year later, he died via electric chair. Now, moving on into the early 1960s, the state stopped funding the building for remodeling. They wanted to turn it into a maximum security facility, but that never happened. So now we're going to fast forward 20 years. Now we're in 1980. The building was starting to look rough. She started to deteriorate so much so inmates were starting to sue. 154,000 inmates came through Mansfield in the 100 years. In and 200 of inmates and guards died from either disease or violence. She remained open until December 1990 when a United States federal court ruling, the Boyd Consent Decree, look, I'm trying, okay, ordered the facility to close her doors as a result of a prisoner's class action lawsuit. The inmates were suing, stating overcrowding and inhumane conditions. Now, that was the history behind it. I wanted to give you guys kind of like, kind of a backstory, get you, get you knowing her, get you, you know, learning about her, but... Now we're going to move into the paranormal side. What you came here for, what you are wanting, and I'm going to deliver. Now, I couldn't find a lot. Um, it see, like, like looking at my notes, it doesn't look like a lot. And I wish I got more. But I'm going to tell you the paranormal. We will start with the West Wing, where both Arthur and his wife had ultimately had death greet them. Now, if you go near Helen's personal bathroom, also known as and often called the pink bathroom, it is said you can smell roses. And yes, while buildings have problems staying both hot and cold through the seasons, even in the blistering heat, cold spots are felt. And if you're not familiar with ghost hunting, a cold spot is said to be evidence of the paranormal. So whether you believe that or not is completely up to you. But I digress. <laughs> when shutting the building down at night, employees hear what sounds like a man and woman having a conversation, thinking it's possibly guests in the building who either lost their way out or still hanging out. They go check it out and say, hey, get the fuck up out of here. Only to find out no one's there. And it goes absolutely silent. Now, I couldn't find anything to back this up. But I saw a few videos talking about it, and it is said Theodore Glack, the youngest son to Arthur and Helen, sat down with a ghost enthusiast and is said to not like how the building is used today, saying he doesn't believe in the stories and basically he thinks it's all sham. Again, couldn't find any articles on it. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's move on to the chapel, shall we? 
a place that is supposed to be where you connect with God or whatever higher power you believe in, a place of holiness, was actually used by the guards to torture and beat the prisoners. You go in there, there is lots of energy, lots of heavy energy. People are said to be super, super depressed when they go in there and get, just get really down. Now moving on to the infirmary. Guests have experienced nauseous, depression, dread, where inmates went to get better and heal. Some didn't come out alive. Cold spots are also felt here. Now, if you remember when I talked about the solitary cells, well, that was in the basement where our next ghostly sighting happens. It is a legend of a 14-year-old boy who was thought to be the son of one of the guards, but it's also not hundred percent known so whatever so keep that in mind the story goes that inmates cornered the boy and beat him to death no the only source was the psychic so use your discernment with that one i for one believe there are people who actually have the ability and others who do it for monetary gain so like i said it's all up to you if you visit and you experience something you know hey if you don't believe it that's cool too I get it I'm not no shame no judgment <laughs> moving on to the library where objects are seen moving around the room even sightings of apparitions so quick that some people have questioned what they even saw or if they even saw anything at all <laughs> it's been said there these supposed sightings are of a nurse who was killed by a prisoner she told a psychic, I always like the library. Again, a psychic. Use your discernment, babes. <laughs> now let's go into the most iconic part. The part everyone knows. The world record-breaking six-level high cell blocks. Over the years, inmates have told guards they're terrified at night. Imagine these big, rough, tough prisoners. Like, violent prisoners being so scared at night well here's what is said that they experience that make them so fucking terrified to sleep there they're they feel invisible hands tucking them into bed which doesn't sound scary but they do uh cell doors are also heard shutting with no one in sight this is a very 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 common one i do know that one because that is something that they have always talked about when ghost hunting is you hear cell blocks sh shutting i also have had i work in the haunt industry so i have had a few friends who have volunteered time to work at blood prison and the stories i've been told by my friends who have worked there one of my friends said they were sitting on the bed of one in one of the cell blocks waiting for a group it was a slow night you know whatever and all of a sudden something just put hands on their back and shoved them off the bed now they were a little freaked out by it and like I mean who wouldn't be because they were like the only person there and they know they were the only person in that cell block so they were like what the fuck and they told me when they got home, they saw claw marks on their back. And they were like, what the fuck? So, pretty, pretty weird experiences. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's haunted? I, I mean, I do 
personally, in my opinion, <laughs> because I've, I've grown up around it. And I haven't been there like inside, but I've been to the outside of it. And I just have this eerie feeling. But at the same time, it's just so beautiful to look at. But like I said before, in the beginning, I like that type of architect. I like that look. I like the characteristics. I like, I don't know, just those type, that type of architect, like the gothic architect is my style, <laughs> obviously. So if you go, if you go to the festival or uh, their haunt or even just a, I don't know, or a tour, maybe, you know, chime in. Let me, let me know how it goes. Let me, I, I love hearing stories about, I don't care if the, like, I want to foreshadow this where I'm talking right now. In a few years, let's say someone listens to this. If you're listening to this in the future, future, like years down the road, and you decide to go and you're like, oh, I want to, I want to message them and I want to message Kat and say it about, talk about it, talk about my experience. Uh, tell me, tell me, message me. I want to fucking know. I love that shit. I don't care if it's years old. I want to know. I love hearing people's experiences, uh, paranormal wise. So now since I covered Mansfield and I have an extra 30 minutes I can add that I gotta figure out what the fuck to do with because when I planned this episode I thought it was going to be much longer um and I didn't want to just do 30 minutes that just doesn't that just doesn't feel right to me I like I like long episodes like I really do I love love a good hour I just I don't know I get lost in podcasts that are long and I prefer longer podcasts so if you prefer longer podcasts great I'm gonna give it so I want to talk I mentioned this place had a haunted house called Blood Prison that operates as a haunted house um, called Blood Prison sometimes during haunt season, which if you don't know, haunt season is usually September through November. Sometimes it's a little earlier for some people. It just really depends on the haunt itself. And I mentioned I worked in the haunt industry, so I'm going to share some of my paranormal experiences at haunted houses that I have worked at because I have several and I just I think it would be fun to just talk about. So going back to my first year hot acting, my very first night ever doing hot acting was my first paranormal experience at haunted houses that I I didn't know what I signed the fuck up for. I was in this like science-ish lab room and I had my hands in like it was in this prop thing like it looked like I can't I can't fucking explain it and I I don't just my hands were occupied okay point blank period and I had a lab coat on because I was playing a quote-unquote mad scientist and it was very very slow it was opening night there was nothing to fucking do hardly there was no customers really and I'm standing there and I feel something grab my coat and like pull it, like tug it twice. And I stopped for a minute because I was like, what the fuck? And I look over and the other actor who was playing Michael Myers, I was like, was that you? And he lifts up his mask and goes, nope, 
but I saw that and I was like, what do you mean you saw it? What did you see, my guy? What did you, you see? Because, huh? Hmm? Oh, okay. All right, I'm just gonna. So I was a little freaked out, but I didn't think much of it. You know, I was like, okay, that was weird. And like, he wouldn't tell me. And like, the actors, some hot actors are so fucking mean, but that's another story. That is drama I would love to spill in a future episode. Oh my God, that would be so relieving. But I don't want to on this one, so. But I'm not going to on this one. (laughs) But another time I was in the what they called the swamp area I was just in this like black morph suit and I just crawled in and out of bars these bars that was like whatever anyways there's no that that adds no context I promise um (laughs) but like it's not important to the story I promise so Anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to this person and we, so haunts, what you don't know, if you don't know, have, if you've ever been through a haunt, you have like those air cannons that like shoot at your feet, the, or sometimes they'll do it at your face and it's fucking annoying. I hate that shit, but air cannons, they're just a little, like, they're very, they're kind of loud, but they're like very quick. And the reason they have those is to prepare the next actor in the next scene for guests to, because sometimes we're taking a drink. Sometimes we're talking. Sometimes we're eating. I'm not joking. We're lazy as hell sometimes. We we put our all when you guys come through, but man, once you guys are gone, we are sitting the fuck down. I guarantee fucking to you. And we're probably talking shit about you if you were an asshole that came through. Heads up. If you come through and you're like, I'm going to hit you, I'm going to hit you. I want you to know we make fun of you okay <laughs> moving on I know my hot actors are listening like yeah what the fuck we do moving on but so I heard the air cannon go off and the guy like went to like off to next scene or whatever and I sit there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and about like five minutes go by and I'm like okay wait a minute like a group should have gone through by now because it it was a hallway like <laughs> where in the bug are they it wasn't a big hallway so I went all the way through the hallway to the the scene before mine and I was like hey did a group come through and they're like no and I was like oh okay so I went back waiting my scene whatever and a few minutes go by and our breaker which is our Michael Myers comes in and he's like hey you can go on break and I was like oh hey well who's the next guy in, who's the scene who's the person next scene like we were having a good conversation he's like what are you fucking talking about there's no one in the next scene and I was like yeah they are yeah there is like we had a whole fucking conversation like I had a conversation with a dude he's like no there's no one in the next scene we're short staffed tonight (laughs) there's no one in the next three scenes and I was like oh then who was I talking to and he's like I don't know because the scene after that is a girl (laughs) I was like okay he's like you sure you were talking to someone and I was like I swear to god I swear and he's like I don't know man he's like I will tell you this place is haunted though and I was like yeah and he's like yeah it was a real boat crash you know that right and I was like no and he's like yeah look it up and I did 
and I watched it and I was like what the fuck I was like that really so that that terrified me a little bit did not want to be in that scene alone so now we're going to move on to the second haunt now I didn't really have like too many memorable experience I know some things happen but not like none that really stuck out to me that really made me like that scared (laughs) um but when I was working at Temple of Terror it was my last year and I was working at Temple of Terror and two things happened so me and two other actors were just chilling in the actor's hallway just you know chit-chatting vibing it was a really 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 fucking slow night um at that point I mean we were like four hours in and like three guests have came through (laughs) really fucking slow (laughs) and so we're sitting we're chilling and so there's two animatronics the one has to go off before the second one it's kind of like a triggered kind of thing but they are triggered by movement so something has to walk in front of them for it to go off or come near them they're like censored and if you a little secret air cannons and animatronics go off for the actors because those are our cues if you don't have someone in the scene before you and or you can't hear them or whatever the animatronics are there for you for actors to help us be like okay a guest is coming through and time their scenes and everything and get prepared anyways and where we were at we could see like you can see our (laughs) actors have little hideouts like little like actors hallways and everything that helps us put our stuff in there like our drinks our snacks our phones um makeup touch-ups if we need some actors do their own makeup whatever whatever you know it's an actor's hallway and so we're sitting there we're chit-chatting and the second animatronic goes off not the first one but the second one and we all just kind of look at each other like we all we're all hearing the same shit right (laughs) and like so we all start looking around and we go through every like the next three scenes the scene before us we go all the way to the front we're like hey did a guest come through and they're like no and we're only like the second scene we were like this third scene so like (laughs) they no one went through and we were like okay that's that's weird weird. that's weird that's That's suspicious suspicious. so my second experience was i i stood in a coffin and i would pop out because i was really i was better at pop scares than anything but i had my water behind me behind my legs so that way i could just reach down grab it take a drink put it back down you know and it was kind of slow so so after a group went by a couple groups went by i went back you know to the actor's hallway chilled whatever and came back because i was like oh shit my water and i went to go get it and it wasn't in the spot i had it and i was like that was that's really fucking weird where'd my wallet where'd my fucking water go and we all looked around we couldn't find it at the end of the night when the lights came on we looked couldn't find it we're like okay that's really weird because I know I was the only person back there I know that so I asked you know my other haunt actors other actors that were with me I was like hey did you move my water it's okay if you did just let me know where so I can I don't like leaving a mess like let me clean it up I need to know and they're like no we didn't fucking touch it I was like that's so weird so that was the end of that work week so the next week it came around um my one of my fellow actors we were setting up and everything 
and like this is like a week later she's like she comes running back and she's like i found your water and i was like where the fuck was it she's like come here and i follow her back to the coffin and the coffin's leaning against a wall and if you know how a coffin is shaped you know at the bottom it kind of like goes inward a little bit so there was a gap between the wall and the coffin and my water was in that gap no one put it there i didn't put it there i didn't even think to put it there i don't think i don't like to think it's a lot for me okay the fact like we we were like what the fuck and i was like who put that there and we're like we don't know so i went up to my manage my um house manager which and i was like okay haha you're so funny you could have at least told me you put my water there so i wasn't searching for it like all fucking night i was very thirsty and he's like what the fuck are you talking about i was like you didn't put my and i showed him i was like you didn't put my water there and he's like no ma'am and i was like who put my water there and like it was me my fellow actors that's usually with me in that scene my manager and the assistant manager <laughs> they were like <laughs> they're like we didn't put that there but you know this place is haunted right like actors have killed themselves in the clown house and i was like oh my god i was like why are you guys telling me this i was like now i'm spooked because i gotta be in this hallway all fucking night like i'm the only one in that fucking hallway usually because that's my spot that's my area that's my room that's my territory <laughs> cool great but you know the, that's and then that's the only like experience i've really had at haunted houses the other ones i didn't really have like um any really spooky experiences other than like animatronics going off randomly but that you could chalk that up to just like faulty wiring or them just being weird i don't know i don't have an animatronic do you i ain't got the money for that that shit's expensive i'm a broke bitch i would like an animatronic i don't know what, what i want they have this swinging girl like oh, she's fucking creepy i don't know if i could do that if i see a child like swinging at night on a first off i'm not going to a playground at night i never have because like if i see a seat if i see a seat swinging at night by itself i'm leaving i'm leaving i'm i'm not the person in horror movies that's like let's go check it out no why would you do that we're in a i would never have a cabin in the woods either i've watched horror movies i'm okay <laughs> why would you do that why would you set yourself up for that you're asking to be killed that's your own stupid haul at that point but i'm gonna share some spunny spunny <laughs> What is it, a fucking potato? I do like potatoes. I'm gonna share you a, that'd be fun. Oh, actually, I like that. We could do like spunny stories for like fun, spooky fun stories that are just like funny. Um, So my spunny stories, which are mainly haunt stories, experiences of customers that I just, I think are so fun. So like I was working at Dent Schoolhouse and I had the missing persons poster, which is a drop window. <laughs> and I dropped it one time and this, it was a huge fucking group. And the person in front, which, oh, trying to get the person in front is an achievement for a lot of haunt actors and it's one that big burly the big burly dudes usually go for or the veteran haunt actors but I didn't even intend to get I usually go for the middle because it's a safe zone for me I'm not a very intimidating person I don't sound intimidating I don't look intimidating I'm five foot I'm not I just I'm not you know so <laughs> I did the drop window and I couldn't even get my line out before this man literally fell back in back into his like group falling taking props on the shelf with him and farted so 
fucking loud. I heard it over the music. I heard it over him falling. I heard it over him screaming. I heard it over his group screaming and his group laughing at him. And he's, he's, he's like, I shit myself. You got me good. I was crying. I had that a few times where they're like, you got me. I shit myself. And I was like, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, hearing that from from customers when you're a haunt actor is actually a achievement. So don't feel embarrassed when you. We want you to be scared. We want you to be ter not terrified. I should say like I don't like when little kids come through and their parents are laughing at them being terrified. Like I'm not gonna scare your kid. I'm sorry. I'm not. I may be a shitty actor, but that's why I'm not doing haunt acting anymore. But like I refuse to scare a little kid that's literally fucking petrified. Like they're crying and parents are like, ah, it's so funny. He's so scared. And I'm like, your child's four. They think this is real. Stop it. That shit just, it drives haunt actors insane. I want you to know that. Like we, some, some think it's funny, but that's because they're, and it's usually a white man. Need I say more? Okay. I'm not going to elaborate on that. I think you get where I'm coming from. All right. And like, trust me, Han actor men are not the greatest. It's 50-50. Some of them are really cool dudes. And some of them are the most racist, homophobic, transphobic, Zionist piece of shit men you've ever met. So, but some of them are really fucking cool and I like them. And they're like badass dudes. But, you know, every, every crowd has them, I guess. Alright, my ghouls, goblins, and gremlins, I think I've done enough yapping for this episode. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for listening, and if you go to incarceration and you enjoy it, send me pictures. See, let me know if you go on a tour and if you have any <laughs> anything happen to you, and send me your outfit. What, what you look like? What was the fit? I want to see it, please. I really do. I love the fits that people have. It's so cool. But yeah, send me it, and... Thank you for letting me yap and thank you for listening and I much appreciate it. Mwah. I bake you cookies. I kiss your forehead. You have good night. Mwah.